0: Today, we'll talk about the Florida Gators hiring Sean Spencer as defensive line coach and co-defensive coordinator and the impact he'll have on the Florida Gators. And we'll wrap up with the Florida Gators basketball team finally picking up their first SEC win only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, sports, gaming, music, and so much more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of hold sports.com where you can find all my written work and we're going to get right into this one. Um, Sean Spencer, the Florida Gators finally have their other co-defensive coordinator. Obviously new Gators head coach Billy Napier was like, Hey, we're going to have co-defensive coordinators. The first one is Patrick Tony, who was his defensive coordinator, no co but defensive coordinator at the university of Louisiana. He was, he like he, he coached multiple positions before taking the DC job, and even as the DC, now he is the defensive coordinator, co-defensive coordinator, and safeties coach. And this whole time, I've been like, "Hey, who else is taking the uh, the other co-defensive coordinator spot?" And that has finally been announced. It is Sean Spencer, better known, or not better known, but also known as Coach Chaos, so this is going to be awesome. This is also the second assistant that Billy Napier is bringing from the New York Giants, who, of course, just recently fired their head coach, Joe Judge, which I am very happy about, but that pretty much means all the assistants are up for grabs. And, you know, he was with the New York Giants from 2020, 2021 seasons. I I, I get that people are a bit hesitant because, um, how do I put this gently? The Giants suck? So I get being like, oh, hey, not super stoked about bringing on assistants from a team that sucked. Um, But the offensive line, it it improved while Rob Sale was there, who is, of course, the other assistant that came on. He is now the offensive coordinator with the Florida Gators. He was the offensive coordinator at Louisiana under Billy Napier. So Rob Sale, the offensive line got better while Rob Sale was with the New York Giants. Of course, it wasn't a long time that he was there, and the talent really wasn't there, but they... They, they outperformed a little bit. Uh, that was just a train wreck team, though. Defensively, the defense was okay um, at best. They It was mainly the linebackers that were really bad. Defensive line was all right. It was, it was pretty solid overall. But uh, Spencer also has, Coach Spencer, also has no experience as a play caller, which we'll talk to in a little bit. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about someone named Leonard Williams, who some people may know as big cat leo whatever you want to call him uh he was largely thought of as a bust with the New York Giants and or with the New York Jets and then the Giants traded for him and it was like hey ha-ha, we win um but he he was a New York Giant and once once Sean Spencer got there uh Leo Williams has combined for a uh, 21 sacks over the past two seasons eight this past year 13 the year before so he's taken strides under Sean Spencer, which we'll talk a little bit more on player development in the next segment. Right now, one of the revisit I, I feel like you guys like Scheme. I don't know. If you prefer player development talk, let me know. If you prefer Scheme, let me know. I mean, I personally, I prefer Scheme. That's kind of my thing. But Sean Spencer has no experience as a play caller. I was hoping that the Florida Gators would bring on a co-defensive coordinator that... He, he has at least some experience as a play caller, but that's not the case, which, again, it's not an issue because... You guys know, I very openly love what Patrick Tony does with his defense. I love his scheme and I love how that works out and how that looks and just, just what they can do. Like, again, I know I pointed it out uh, now almost two weeks ago when I broke down the defensive scheme, but what Patrick Tony in Louisiana did to Malik Willis, who is a probable first round quarterback this year is... Um, It it was awesome, and like there are college quarterbacks that are significantly worse than Malik Willis that the Florida Gators are going to play next season, and that's going to be pretty dope to see how that works out. Especially, I mean, not to be like, hey, like not 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 to look down on a G five, but now you've got SEC talent on your roster. You could do that with a G five school. Imagine what you could do with Florida defense. So that's something. But uh, you know, I I genuinely like. I just wanted to see like wicked scheme combinations. But something that I am really excited for is that uh Sean Spencer, while with the New York Giants, was underneath Patrick Graham, who was the defensive coordinator with the Dolphins in Brian Flores' first season, which by the way, that was like the worst firing ever. Um, but Patrick Graham was a defensive coordinator for the New York Giants, and he is another one of those guys where creative defense. Causing Havoc, Coach Chaos, Sean Spencer. So there, there's a lot going on where Sean Spencer is going to bring a lot to the table as a, I don't want to say play caller because I don't think he will be. I think it will be Patrick Tony, But as a schemer, Sean Spencer brings a lot to the table himself. But he also brings a lot to the table from Patrick Graham, again with the New York Giants, because we're going to see, I think, more cover zero. Which, if you don't know, cover zero. Cover zero means that there are no deep safeties playing. There are safeties on the field, but they're not covering the deep zone. They're usually in man or blitzing. So that's that's what cover zero means that there's no safety help over the top. I think we'll see a bit of that. Uh, I know that I spoke about sim pressure in the Patrick Tony defensive scheme episode. We'll see. I think even more of that now because Patrick Tony, uh, Patrick Graham, like to do that a lot with the uh, with the Dolphins. And with the Giants so I, I think that's something that we'll see a lot get brought to the table from Sean Spencer as in terms of you know scheming wise uh, I think he was really brought in to be a more of a recruiter than anything else and he's he's similar to what I said with Rob Sale who's the offensive coordinator now where it's like yes he's a coordinator but Rob Sale won't be calling the plays Billy Napier will Sean Spencer highly doubt he'll be calling the plays Patrick Tony will So I I feel like it was more to justify salary and to not seem like a lateral position move, like a lateral position coaching job down to college. But it's like, hey, you're fine. You're co-DC. We'll give you more money, but we need you to be our D-line coach. I I feel like it was more of that kind of exchange, uh, which I have no problem with because I could not care less. It makes the Florida Gators better. So I I have no issue with it. But the defense, I think, is going to be really fun in Gainesville. It is the new year, so that means New Year's resolution time. If yours is about getting fit, sorry, I'm, I shouldn't have ever done that in my life. It Maybe it may it's just eating healthier. Make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. I'm really bad at keeping my New Year's resolution. I realized I literally, right before recording, ate a piece of white chocolate. So that's that's where I'm at. Just so you know, um, I just I I, I I have a sweet tooth. I ruin it. But at least with a sweet tooth, I can eat Built Bar if I like. You know, have the self-control to do it. Uh, it's already coated in 100% chocolate, so it's delicious. Most bars are only 130 calories with four net carbs and seven grams of pro- and 17 grams of protein. Uh, the net carbs is kind of what does it for me. Like that's that's what I like. I I try not to eat junk food, but again, like a, a piece of chocolate here and there, I'm gonna do it. You're saying, uh, you could throw out the hidden stashes, no Reese's in the desk drawer, Kit Kat. Take behind the toilet, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know why I just made you a Scarface, but whatever. Just use promo code LOCKED15. That is L-O-C-K-E-D one five to get fifteen percent off of your next order at BuiltOrBuiltBar.com. Now we're gonna take another look at Sean Spencer. A little bit of a different approach to it. I know that I mentioned, you know, he's in Florida as a you know developer of talent, as a recruiter. He's listed as a coordinator. I feel like strictly entitled. I said that with Rob Sale. I say that with Sean Spencer. I think it was strictly as title, but I don't think that's a good thing. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. Oof, that was ugly. Uh, Yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think he brings a new face to recruiting for Florida in the best way possible. Because you can say this about Rob Sale, but specifically talking about Sean Spencer, he can look a recruit in the eyes and just tell them outright and be completely honest by saying, I've gotten a lot of guys to the NFL. I've gotten a lot of guys to come to my universities and whether or not I've been there till the end, they've gone to the NFL and they've found success. You could look at guys like Yitor Gross Matos, who is now with the Carolina Panthers. I believe he was a second round pick in 2020. He was a Penn state edge rusher monster. Hasn't really come up yet, but again, I mean, it, it was his second year in the NFL and defense ain't doing great there. Um, but then you've also got guys where he could say, Hey, you know, you know who I helped bring to college? Micah Parsons, who is a monster on the field this year. So he could say things like that, and you can mean it. You know, you, you could be like, I chose to leave for the NFL. And then I chose to come back to college for the Florida Gators. Like, we're building something special here. And I think that's an actual point that Sean Spencer can make, that Rob Sale can make, where, you know, we we were working with the pros and then we came back. Rob Sale left before Joe Judge got fired from the New York Giants. Rob Sale left an NFL job to come to the Florida Gators. Like Sean Spencer, sure, he was an NFL coach and he could still use that same point, but he he lost his job essentially because Joe Judge got fired. So it was likely that all the assistants were out. Rob Sale left an NFL job to come back to or well, to come to the Florida Gators. Uh, Sean Spencer has worked under coaches like James Franklin and Dave Clawson, who just won the ACC Coach of the Year with Wake Forest. Monster year for them. So he gets to talk about, you know, who he's worked under and people that he's helped get to the next level, get to the NFL. He's already a very highly touted recruiter. So on top of his already established reputation as a recruiter, his established reputation as a developer of talent, as a maker of men, whatever you want to say. He gets to add the NFL part to that. Florida instantly becomes a top player for every top D-line recruit that they want to take to Gainesville. So I I think it's a big thing. And, I mean, you know, it's a talent acquisition business. Sean Spencer can help you acquire that talent. So that's a big thing here. I think there are certain players that are going to benefit more than others. Particularly, I think Javon Dexter is going to benefit more than anyone else on this defensive line from this addition. Um, yeah, I, I think Javon Dexter's already the best D lineman on the team. If he's not, then it's Britain Cox Jr., but I still think it's Javon Dexter. So he's already the best D lineman on the team, in my opinion. You add NFL coaching in, and that's huge. Like, like I said, sure, he's the best D lineman. That that's what he he's the best we got. But he's got plenty of room to grow. This was his first year really playing, and I mean like really playing so this is his first year doing that it's first year getting experience so sure we don't expect you to be this refined player but he wins a lot of his reps based on athleticism whether it's speed or power based on athleticism and shooting gaps javon dexter is not a amazing technique kind of player he is however a, just a diamond in the rough right now like his potential is limitless so yeah, he's made his name shooting gaps, being more athletic than interior offensive linemen, whether, again, whether it's quick enough to get through the gaps or strong enough to just bull rush him back. But here he's got an NFL defensive line coach that can come develop his talent, that can develop his talent and make him as good as you could possibly make him really uh, before going to the NFL. Cause I don't think Jervon Dexter, who, by the way, congrats on, uh, announcing that he is going to have a child this May. So Awesome for you. But uh, I I don't think he's going to be in Gainesville long. I think we got one more year of him. He, he seems like he he seems like the hustler grinder type where it's like he's going to do whatever he can. And he's going to get out of here. And he's going to go pro. And he's going to make his money. And he's going to do his thing. And I got no problems with that. I think Sean Spencer can help Javon Dexter hit that maximum potential before going to the NFL. We're taking that next step, though. And I think that's huge. He could become an, a very early draft pick if he does have that strong year. The other guy that I think could benefit the most is Britton Cox Jr., who I also said is it's between those two for the best D lineman. And Brenton Cox Jr., I, I think he benefits a ton because he has been wildly inconsistent, as has his motor. His motor has been wildly inconsistent. Like when Brenton Cox Jr. is is on, when he's 100% effort, there are few pass rushers that are better than him in college. A few edge defenders that are better than him in college football. Not just passers, run stop to A few edge defenders that are better than him in college football. You've got Sean Spencer now. I think Sean Spencer can kind of help motivate Brenton Cox Jr. because we know Bretton Cox Jr. wants to go to the NFL. And we know Bretton Cox Jr. wants to be a high pick in the NFL. Well, in the NFL draft. Sean Spencer can help get you there. Sean Spencer can say, hey, I literally just coached people that were in the NFL. I, I I literally just did this. I know what it takes. I can get you there. And maybe we see Brenton Cox Jr. go 100% effort 100% of the time. I think Sean Spencer might be the guy that can make Brenton Cox Jr. click. And if you can make Brenton Cox Jr. click, he's going to be a monster. Look at the end of his season. Even if you just look at the past two games of Florida State and Central Florida, Brenton Cox Jr. is playing like a man possessed, if he's back in Gainesville with Sean Spencer leading him, I think we can see that Britton Cox Jr. the entire year, well, the entire season in 2022. I, th- I, th- I think that's a big thing. Like, like, we're looking at next year's college football sack leader if we get Britton Cox Jr. fully motivated and ready to go. Like, like, it'll be interesting also to see what Sean Spencer's role is going to be, because yes, he's going to be developing these defensive linemen. I, I want to know what he's going to be doing scheme-wise, uh, just game planning-wise, because I mean, first of all, there's only so much you can do, and Patrick Tony's scheme is already complex enough where I, I think it's worth bringing up the question of how much can they implement from Patrick Graham's scheme, but... I also feel like it might be um, similar enough to just be like, hey, just make this slight change to this play, and we're going to show even more pressure and show an even bigger blitz just just to drop back into zone, just to drop back into man, just to do these things. Uh, I, I think that maybe Sean Spencer's, uh, maybe his presence might make, a little bit less of the creepers plays that we spoke about where a defensive lineman drops back into coverage. I think it might might make those a little less common just because you have a defensive line developer here, and it's like, hey, well, you yeah, know, we're going to get this pass rush going. We're going to get this run defense going because now co-defensive coordinator, he's on the same level of, as Patrick Tony. So maybe we see a little bit more pass rushing. I'm sure this has been discussed amongst them, and I'm sure it's not an issue amongst them. But I don't have that insight, so I'm gonna I'm gonna speculate things because why not? Right? Who's gonna stop? It's my show. Anybody else make money this weekend? I know I did. I, I like I said, like I said, I said last week. Uh, I've been on a little bit of a heater, you know, just like. I, I hit a couple parlays, and I just, I'm rolling through it. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, Florida, you, you've thrown a few wrenches in my plan. I will say, next segment, you did not throw a wrench in that plan. You did cover. Bet online covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code Locked On. That is L-O-C-K-E-D, no space O-N. Now we're going to talk about the Florida Gators beating South Carolina in men's basketball. But first, <sighs> finally, Lord. The Florida Gators got their first SEC win. The Gators are now 10 and 6 on the year after a, well, on the season because technically New Year, whatever. The Gators are now 10 and 6 on the season after a 6 and 0 start. So 4 and 6 in their last 10. Yay. And like I said, first SEC win, first win of 2022 was a 71 to 63 win over South Carolina it's a win. That's that's what I'll say. Look, it's a win. A win is a win. Um, I'm not going to be like, oh, who cares with South Carolina? I don't give a damn because guess what? I feel like this year it's who cares. It's the Florida Gators also. So I'm not going to look down on South Carolina for it. This game is by no means, though, as dominant as it should have been for the Florida Gators because I I know I've spoken about it before where it's like, look, this team, they don't have a killer instinct. We've had this conversation before, and I know that other Gators writers, uh, I, I know they feel the same way. Gators reporters, whatever you want to call it, I know they feel the same way. The Gators once again showed their inability to I, I sweep the leg, I guess would be the way to put it. They went up by 12 or 13 multiple times in this game just to continuously let South Carolina back into the game. South Carolina had 38 total rebounds this game. That's, that's, you know, about an average number, 38 total rebounds. 21 of those rebounds came offensively for South Carolina. They only had 17 defensive rebounds. They had 21 offensive boards. It was an absolutely awful, awful, awful game in terms of Florida's defense boxing out and securing the rebound. South Carolina killed Florida there. Kawasi Reeves, that man is going to be a star for the Florida Gators. I can tell you that much. He is going to be a monster. And look, I know I've been very pro, um, not fire Mike Wyatt, but basically fire Mike Wyatt. I've been very pro, look, and ain't working out. Um, I will say with Kawasi Reeves, I know he's a freshman. Mike White recruited him. I will say, I'll give credit where credit is due. Mike White knew that this team needed change. This whole fan base knew that this team needed change. And Mike White made a drastic change by putting Kawasi Reeves in the starting lineup. And by keeping him in with the game on the line. And Kawasi Reeves proved Mike White right by hitting clutch free throws. But also, that one play towards... I I think there was like a minute left in the game, uh, if I'm not mistaken... Flynn Fleming shot the ball. It was a bad miss. It was bouncing out of bounds, and so South Carolina was going to get the ball. And Kwasi Reeves, like, sprinted, jumped pretty far out of bounds, caught the ball, and threw it back in, and the Florida Gators caught it and retained possession. And also, like, got time back on the shot clock. And it, it was just a fantastic play. It kept South Carolina out of the game for that much longer. So Kwasi Reeves, like, really, I get it. I, I, we're all very against Mike White right now. He got it right by putting Kawasi Reeves in the game, putting Kawasi Reeves in the starting lineup, and trusting him to make these plays. Colin Castleton almost had a triple double. He flirted with it for a little bit. He had ten points, eight rebounds, seven seven uh, points, eight blocks, seven rebounds. If he had a little bit more defensive rebounds, his game would have been even further away. With South Carolina just had a billion offensive rebounds. His Florida didn't box out. Uh, Colin Castleton only shot the ball seven times. I'd like to see him be a little more aggressive offensively. I know I've spoken about some things with him where it's like, Hey, like it, 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 he's got the same issue. Everyone on Florida does where it's like, it's not your skill to shoot the ball. It's your shot selection. That is awful. Colin Castleton is one of the best post players in college basketball. He is, he is That's just a fact, but sometimes he's so clearly forcing things through and it's just not working out when he does that. I, and I think with Mike White, a starting five of Colin Castleton, Anthony Derugy, Kawasi Reeves, Flan Fleming, and Brandon McKissick that we just had start against South Carolina. I think that might be the best starting five Florida has put out this season. I do. I, I I just think that they're they're a couple steps away from being a much better starting five than we've seen. I think they're the best now, but I think they I think they've got potential to be much better, especially when you look at uh, Brandon McKissick and Kawasi Reeves, where it's like. We kind of want you to be a little bit more aggressive as a ball handler, playmaker, distributor, whatever you want to say. As a floor general, I don't care how you put it. I We need someone who can at least step up a little bit as a distributor more. So whether it's, uh, I don't care, whether it's pick and rolls more often or whatever it may be, something where this team has a more alpha ball handler because we've got a bunch of secondary ball handlers and third ball handlers but we don't have a primary ball handler to really just trust Myron Jones and Tyree Appleby they're on the bench now and honestly I think that's ideal for them I think that Myron Jones shooting is his biggest issue he just chucks up shots and they don't hit nearly enough to justify what he's doing Tyree Appleby turns it over way too much I think that both of those players are way too volatile to say go ahead Here, here's here's 30 minutes here's 32 minutes Go nuts. It's all you. I, I think that's just, yikes. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the way to go about it. I think what we're doing now at the Florida, with the Florida Gators men's basketball team is the ideal situation and the ideal approach to things. Mike White, you got a lot of things wrong. You've done a lot of things wrong. I still think it ain't working, and you got to go. But you got this right. I'll, I'll say that. Kwasi Reeves coming into the start up, starting lineup, you got that right. You, you've got the starting five right. Just gotta take the next steps because it's not too late to salvage the season. And honestly, if if he can salvage the season, I still don't want I still don't want Mike White back. But I won't be as mad if the season is salvaged. Uh, I still want him gone though. The Gators take on Mississippi State this Wednesday at six thirty p.m. Eastern time. So don't be, don't, miss, don't miss that one. We'll preview it on Wednesday's episode, of course. Thanks for making Lockdown you. Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about our Florida Gators. Now make your second listen Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For Lockdown Gators, I am Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of whole9sports.com. You can find all of my written work and I will see you all tomorrow.